you noticed a couple more wide receivers from big-time programs just kind of snuck into the transfer portal last night at the deadline. I think one of these in particular could be a game-changer if the Miami Hurricanes can get him. You are Locked On Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers who make Locked on Canes your first listen each and every day. We're here with you six days, sometimes seven days a week. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. So I can't emphasize this enough. The deadline to enter the transfer portal was last night at midnight, April 30th. That wasn't the deadline to decide. So you've still got some prominent players out there. We're going to focus on wide receivers today that Miami is going after. Miami is trying to bring one or more of these guys to the U. And my goodness, one of the players who entered the portal on deadline day, this is someone that I really covet. Okay. And you're, basically solving any perceived wide receiver issue you still have if you can bring Michigan State's Keon Coleman to the U. I don't know yet where Miami stands with him. It's very early in the process because he just got in the portal. And, you know, sometimes when players enter the portal, big-time players especially from Big Ten program, this guy was a starter at Michigan State. Sometimes when guys enter the portal, you kind of already know where the buzz is. Like when Bear Alexander, the defensive tackle from Georgia, entered the portal, everyone kind of already knew he was going to be a USC Trojan. Um, I haven't seen any indications like that yet with Keon Coleman. I think we're still letting the dust settle with this one. But this is a must-pursue for Miami. Again, starting receiver last year with Michigan State. Um, and I love this stat from Pro Football Focus College. We'll get to his overall stats last year, which are really good. But Keon Coleman last year had 11 catches on throws of 20 or more yards. That was tied for the most in Power 5. So if you're looking at an offense like Miami's that wants to go a lot more vertical last year, that's part of the mission statement for Shannon Dawson, your OC and your quarterback's coach. Uh, You have a quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke who two years ago when he was in a more vertical offense hit a lot of deep throws, especially to our guy Charleston Rambo, who had that record-setting year in 2021. Tyler can throw the deep ball. If you were to add a Keon Coleman who had 11 catches on throws of 20 or more yards last year, you could potentially create a really special connection between your quarterback and a wide receiver. And hopefully if Miami gets the opportunity to host Keon for a visit and to make an official pitch to him, that's got to be part of the pitch that, Hey, look what our quarterback did as a red shirt freshman going vertical in 2021, because he had better receiver help and just a better offense then. And he's going to have an offense more like that this year. Look at the connection you guys can build together. Okay. Now for the overall stats and the dimensions for Keon Coleman, a lot of reasons why I like this guy a lot. He's got excellent size, first of all. This is the type of size Miami's looking for. Six foot four, 215 pounds. 
really, really good numbers with MSU last year. 798 receiving yards. I think it was 58 catches he had for 798 yards, and he scored seven touchdowns last year. And folks, sometimes when you're looking at how impactful a transfer portal, portal player, it's a tongue twister, when you're looking how how for how impactful a guy like this could be, you always want to check what the fans of the program he's leaving are saying about him because a lot of times when a player hits the portal, the fans are like, ah, he's mid, let him go. We don't need this guy. That's not what Michigan State fans are saying about Keon Coleman. Uh, it seems pretty unanimous that they are sorry to see him go. And the word that I, or the phrase I see coming up a lot among Spartan fans is, this one hurts. They say that a lot. Uh, starting wide receiver last year, and he's got NFL type of potential. Um, Coleman, he's got top line speed as well to go along with his size. Four star recruit in the class of 2021. So he's got multiple years of eligibility left. And by the way, you want to talk about what kind of an athlete Coleman is? Not only was he a football star, but when he was coming out of high school, he also received Division I offers in basketball and in baseball. So this guy has a high-level tri-sport athletic background. Keon Coleman, again, uh, you don't always say this about transfer portal guys because there could be like a reason why they're leaving the program they're at. But in this case, if you could bring in a guy like this to join your wide receiver core, this could be a game changer for Miami. So I hope the Hurricanes are going to be aggressive for this one. I expect they're going to be aggressive for this one. Uh, another wide receiver from a very prominent college program who entered the transfer portal less than two hours before the deadline last night is Ohio State's Caleb Brown. Uh, now, you know, I'm, I'm sure Miami will probably at least do their due diligence and kick the tires on this one. You guys tell me if I'm missing something here. Um, now, he, you know, did appear in four games last year with OSU, so he was able to keep his red shirt. Just had one catch for five yards as a true freshman. That'll go down as a red shirt year, so he wasn't really a factor for the Buckeyes. I know that Caleb Brown, he was uh, a big-time recruit coming out of high school, a four-star guy, but I I don't really think, unless I'm missing something about just how dynamic this guy is, you guys let me know. I don't really think he's necessarily what Miami needs at five foot ten, one hundred ninety five pounds. Uh, you know, he's got decent girth, but he doesn't have that height that I'm looking for. On paper, he seems to be pretty redundant to a lot of the slot type receivers Miami already has, right? Between Xavier Restrepo, Rashard Smith, Ray Ray Joseph, and Bobby Washington. Uh, I don't know if Caleb Brown is different enough when it comes to the size characteristics. So many receivers Miami already has. So I'm, I'm not nearly as interested uh, in him as I would be in a guy like Keon Coleman. And there's uh, been in there for about five days. There is another Ohio State receiver named Caleb in the portal. If your name is Caleb, you're probably leaving Ohio State this season. Caleb Burton, uh, he seems to be trending towards Auburn. He was just there over the weekend on a visit. There seems to be some optimism coming out of the Auburn side. But again, this guy's a smaller type receiver, six foot tall, about 170 pounds, uh, I don't know if that really, uh, even if he would be an option, probably isn't. I don't really know if he's what Miami's looking for. Uh, I really, really, really like Keon Coleman. There's going to be competition there. There could be an NIL bidding war just based on how good of a player he is and a big-time program he comes from. But hopefully that is someone Miami can try to go all in for because that could be a game-changer and a program-changer. Now, 
Uh, we talked about a couple of other options in recent episodes. I still really like UTSA's Zakari Franklin. We talked about him on yesterday's episode. I know, group of five guy, but a G5 standout, absolutely good enough to make the jump to high-level power five. Uh, Zakari Franklin last year caught 93 passes for 1,137 yards and 15 touchdowns. In 2021, he caught 12 touchdowns, had over 1,000 receiving yards, caught 81 balls. This guy is a playmaker with the ball in his hands. So UTSA's uh, Zakari Franklin is another one that I'm looking at. And I haven't forgotten about Xavier Henderson from Florida. It's just ever since he made his midweek unofficial visit to Miami last week, things have been really, really quiet. And not just on the Miami side, things have been quiet with him in general. So he and his family appear to be taking their time. Um, you know, I had been hoping and kind of expecting he might even commit to Miami coming out of that midweek visit. It didn't happen. So I think everyone's taking a little bit of a step back. We'll see how Miami fits there. But if Xavier Henderson doesn't end up being a cane, there are other quality options available. And hopefully Miami can make something happen in that regard. Um, I did get a question about whether or not Miami can pull multiple of these wide receiver options in the portal. I want to get to that on the other side. Plus, I think this is an interesting question I want to get to. Um, is there a role player on Miami's roster heading into next year that can get a high number of snaps and might make the most out of his playing time? Uh, what would you call that? A sleeper? Um, somebody who flies under the radar? Man, we are just getting started. We got a lot more to come on this episode of Locked on Canes. Oh, a lot more to come on FanDuel. All my teams keep advancing. <laughs> Florida Panthers knocked out the number one seed. Miami Heat already knocked out the one seed, and they've got a one-game-to-none lead against the New York Knicks in the second round. I spend more time on FanDuel than I spend with my wife lately. Uh, make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That means you've got nothing to lose on that first bet, guys. There's no better place to get all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. You know I'll be all over that. Miami Heat versus New York Knicks. Florida Panthers versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I love checking out soccer numbers as well. It's all right there. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. And to the everydayers, Tuesday's going to be a fun one. It always is. It's a truth teller Tuesday tomorrow with Bruce Warner. We're going to try to bring on another special guest with Bruce and I. So tomorrow's episode is going to be really, really good. And you guys know if Miami does get any commitments from the transfer portal or class of 2024, we're known to do some emergency episodes on Locked on Kane. So if anything breaks, you know, we're going to be here for you. I want to open up to questions. Uh, you guys do an awesome job sending us questions on our subtext chat. Uh, you can join, by the way. I include a link in the show description below to join our show's exclusive SMS texting service. It just brings you closer to the community of Locked on Canes. 
I shoot you guys five to 10 updates to the entire group per day, but I'm always there to answer your questions. You text us on subtext. It goes right to my phone. I answer you guys questions. Sometimes we just talk about the, uh, the Miami heat and the Florida Panthers. A bunch of people were texting me about that on the subtext. We're always there for Kane scoops, recruiting news observations. So if you want to join, I include a link in the show description below. We get a question here from You Heard Pod, my buddies, uh, You Heard Pod, Joe, Ben, and Chalupa. They ask, hey, is there any rotation slash role player that won't get a high number of snaps but might make the most out of his playing time and make an impact this year? So, all right, I'm going to give you, man, I sometimes I feel like you guys ask me for one name to answer your question, and I come at you with like six <laughs> That's just how we do things here on Locked on Canes because there's so many players on this roster I like. All right, so one guy, I can't imagine him getting a high number of snaps playing behind Xavier Restrepo and Brashard Smith. Ray Ray Joseph, true freshman. Um, this He's weapon. He's just weapon X. This guy can make a difference. Uh, Ray Ray Joseph, for however often he does get on the field, and I think he's just so fast and explosive, you've got to find ways to use him. Um, I think he's going to make the most of his snaps, even if you only see him a handful of times per game. Uh, you saw what Ray Ray can do in the spring game. He's a threat to take everything to the house. He's really hard to tackle. He bounces off of tackles. He's shifty. Um, I would also say, and okay, it's a little bit more of a gamble when you're talking about freshmen that haven't even arrived on campus yet, guys who weren't there for the spring, but Chris Johnson, speedy running back, I've got to believe this guy's going to make the most of his snaps and he's going to get at least a few this year because same thing with Ray Ray. Chris Johnson has game-breaking speed, the uh, incoming freshman from Dillard. Um, I'm going to say another uh, incoming true freshman who he was there for the spring, but he missed some time with a minor injury, Malik Bryant. Um, now, I think we, we would all be talking more about Malik Bryant, the true freshman linebacker from Jones High School in Orlando. We would all be talking more about him if you got a chance to watch him in the spring game. But I've been up close to Malik a few times. Um, he looks the part. First team, all runway. First guy off the bus. I watched enough of his high school tape to know this guy is just a slayer of opposing quarterbacks and running backs. He's just so disruptive. Uh, he's going to be really, really useful, um, you know, playing kind of a, a hybrid outside linebacker edge rusher role and just, you know, terrorizing opposing teams. You know, we're obviously going to see a guy like Malik Bryant. We'll see more of him year two, three, four, et cetera. But if, if he does get some playing time this year, I think he could maximize his snaps as well. And there are certain guys who are going to play roles on special teams that are a little bit more unheralded that I could see uh, turning some heads this year. Because I know that for Terry Roberts, and he, he could also do some things in the rotation as a defensive back as well. I like the, uh, the grad transfer from Iowa. But coming out of Iowa, he was known as an excellent special teams player. So don't sleep on some of the, the special teams guys as well. I think he's got an opportunity, very experienced guy, to make the most of his snaps on defense and on special teams. And, you know, I'll also throw in a name like Brashard Smith because he's not a starter. Right. I mean, Brashard's experience, I think this will be what his third, if not fourth year in the program, I think third year coming up for Brashard Smith. You know, he plays behind Restrepo, but he's got some different characteristics from Restrepo and Smith can be a Swiss Army knife. And he had a pretty good spring, Brashard. That was someone that Coach Cristobal talked very favorably about in the media session. So I could see Brashard Smith 
not being a starter, getting on the field when he can, picking his spots, but making the most of his reps. We get this question from Derek in Nashville. He says, I'm curious as to how many scholarships we have available because he says we need cornerback, wide receiver, defensive tackle, running back at minimum in the portal, he says. And he says, I see four wide receiver targets, Coleman, Franklin, Henderson, Tyler Harrell. By the way, things have been really quiet on the Tyler Harrell front. Uh, He says, can we get two of those? Now, okay, real quick. Uh, It wasn't just Derek. A bunch of people have asked me if we can get two of the top wide receiver targets that we've been talking about here on Locked on Canes. And we added a couple to the list today. Keon Coleman being someone that I really covet out of Michigan State. Um, Honestly, guys, just being real here. With the way uh, I have seen Miami going back to the first transfer portal window that opened in the winter, I've seen Miami unfortunately swing and miss on enough wide receiver targets. I'm not even thinking about getting two. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm thinking about getting one, right? When I talk about, like, I really like Xavier Henderson. I love Keon Coleman. I really like Sakari Franklin from UTSA. Some of you guys are thinking about, hey, like, which two of these guys can we get? I'm thinking about, just get me one. Please, just get me one of these guys. So, I don't know, for whatever reason, and I think it has just, it has a lot to do with how um, ineffective Miami's passing offense was last year, that a lot of the top wide receivers are like, okay, like, you're telling me you're going to go vertical, and you're showing me, like, you're drawing lines on a whiteboard about how you want to line me up and what kind of routes I'm going to run but I watched your film last year Miami and that was purely horizontal so I think just some of these players are like they've got to see it to believe it and I get that because and that goes for 2024 recruits as well at wide receiver God bless Chance Robinson for committing early and like wanting to help change it here but a lot of these other top wide receivers just kind of want to sit back and watch a few games next year I think So I'm not even thinking about getting two of those transfer portal receivers. Just get me one. Get me Keon Coleman or get me Zachary Franklin or get me Xavier Henderson. Just get me one of them, okay? As far as how many scholarships Miami has, um, by my latest count, and this is an unofficial count, folks, uh, I think we're right now at 80 scholarship players, which means five open scholarships. So, you know, you listed a lot of needs there. You go cornerback. uh, This is from Derek in Nashville. Cornerback, wide receiver, defensive tackle, running back. Uh, You bring up some valid points there because I've talked about, you know, the running back depth relying so much on true freshmen and on guys who have had injury troubles, right? Five scholarship running backs, but really only, I don't know, one of those guys, Henry Parrish, is like the most dependable guy because Don Chaney, who I, I think he could have a breakout year, but he's got to stay healthy. Trevante Citizen, um, I'm not quite sure how his recovery is going right now. And then you're talking about Mark Fletcher and Chris Johnson. I love Fletcher especially, but they're both going to be true freshmen. So, you know, you've got a lot of inexperience and injury liabilities in that running back room. I would love to add another one. I'm not sure if Miami will. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, you definitely need a defensive tackle and a wide receiver at minimum. So, you know, you're talking about needing at least to fill two out of those five open scholarships at this very moment. And then grad transfers and other things uh, could be an option moving forward as well. But I believe Miami has five scholarships open officially, or that's my unofficial count, I should say, at the moment. We get a question from 24-7 Canes who says, hey, what position group 
both on offense and defense, needs to improve depth-wise in order for us to compete for an ACC championship. Uh, I'm going to stick with what we've talked about for the last several weeks. I'm going to go defensive tackle on D and um, wide receiver on offense. Uh, but then he says another question, coaching and personnel-wise, what do you feel has improved the most from what you've seen thus far? You know, I know I'm, I'm going to sound like a little bit of a hypocrite to say this because I just talked about how much Miami needs a wide receiver. But I also think the wide receiver group, based on the coaching that they're getting, the new offense that they're being thrown into, um, I think the wide receivers that are here already are improving a lot. Kevin Beard is relentless. And he is just he connects so well with these young men, Miami's wide receivers coach. Um, so I think that you, know, you still I just think for numbers wise and speed wise, I think Miami needs another guy in that room. But I also think Kevin Beard is going to really improve that group the most. Um, I also just based on the fact that they've got so much room to improve. Uh, I think the offensive line is going to be dramatically improved from last year, just based on the quality of talent that you have now, because they were, you know, it was like a, an empty void in a lack of talent last season and a lot of injuries on the O-line. I think they're going to be a lot better uh, this coming season. But I think just based on – and, like, you know, I'm, I'm not to, not to say Alex Mirabal doesn't do a fantastic job because he's a great offensive line coach, but uh, I think the O-line uh, is going to improve a lot just based on the quality of talent, whereas the wide receiver group, which doesn't have talent that's much different than they had last year, I think is going to benefit a lot from the coaching of Kevin Beard. We've got an interesting conspiracy theory from one of our uh, from one of our tweeters that I want to get to next. I do want to answer this question for sure. And uh, an interesting question about Jakari Brown and how he's going to be used next year. And the answer might surprise you. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Remember, guys, if you could be so kind, leave us a thumbs up, a.k.a. hit the like button on YouTube and subscribe to our channel if that's where you watch us on YouTube. Or if you listen to us, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your pods, be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And if you have a little time, leave us a nice review there as well. I do have a couple new five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts that I want to shout out before we are done here today. We get a question from Polk Kane, who I love. Polk Kane is a great contributor. He says, hey, pure speculation here, but... Do you think that Mario Cristobal purposely went smaller on the D-line this year in an attempt to get those behemoths in the 2024 class to come next season? Yeah, and Miami is very much in the mix for five-star gigantic defensive tackle Justin Scott, five-star very large defensive tackle David Stone, uh, very large four-star T.A. Cunningham. The list goes up. Like, Miami is in the mix for a lot of the top defensive tackles. Uh, that that's an interesting conspiracy theory by Polk Kane. Did Mario go small this year on purpose to try and go large next year? Uh, I don't know if he did it on purpose. I'm going to say he probably didn't do it on purpose because I think Mario would just like to get the the best, biggest run stuffers every single season. But I will say that you know, only bringing in uh, one uh, true defensive tackle in the class of 2023, Joshua Horton, who, by the way, is very big and very good. Uh, but then in the transfer portal, you got the smaller guys, Branson Dean, Thomas Gore. They're both under 300 pounds. I don't necessarily think Mario did it on purpose. In fact, I don't think he did it on purpose. But 
it might work to your benefit in the class of 2024 because if I'm Justin Scott or David Stone and I'm looking at what Miami has, I'm like, shucks, I'm, I'm in high school and I'm bigger than some of these guys. So I, I can go right in there and play really, really early at Miami. So even if it wasn't done on purpose, if that wasn't part of the chess game, and maybe it was, I should give Mario credit because he's a great recruiter, but if it wasn't part of the chess game, I think it could work in your favor anyway. We get a question from... I like to call this guy the official private eye of Locked on Canes because he actually is a private detective. Uh, Closure Investigation Agency says, hey, do you think there's going to be a Jakari Brown package during games this year? couple reasons I'm going to say maybe not this year. Uh, number one, uh, you know, for what it's worth, Jakari Brown, like he doesn't he doesn't want to be the package guy like he wants to be an eventual starting quarterback at Miami. He doesn't want to be in that box of, hey, this is just an athlete we're going to use on gadget plays. Now, at the same time, you do want to have your best players on the field and he's maybe the most athletic guy on the other team uh, on the entire team. I should say he's the most athletic guy on the team. But but here's a reason why I'm going to say we might not have a Jakari Brown package this year. And I'll say that because he is actually, from what I understand, this may surprise some people after he got a lot of playing time last year. He, from what I hear, is open to not playing much this year and preserving his red shirt, which he didn't use last year. Remember, Jakari Brown had to play uh, in more than four games last year, burned his red shirt. He still has that red shirt. He can use it if he wants to. And, you know, this is as long as Tyler Van Dyke stays healthy. Because if TVD gets hurt, that's all out the window. You may need to use Brown because, you know, Emory Williams may not be ready. And I'm sure Brown would want to play if, if TVD got hurt. But if TVD can play, stay healthy all year, Jakari Brown, I understand, is open to not playing, at least not playing enough this year to burn the red shirt and, you know, keeping that uh, an option to have three more years of eligibility after this because he wants to be the starting quarterback here after Tyler Van Dyke moves on. So that could be a reason why we don't see Jakari Brown much used in packages this year. So keep your eyes open for that. All right, I want to shout out these new five-star reviews we got on Apple Podcasts. And I encourage you guys, if you have some time, it, I don't know, probably only, depending on how slow you type, it probably only takes like 30 seconds to leave a five-star review. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we like to shout you guys out for that. And a couple of the newest ones we've received. Here is one from a user who goes by, boy. Uh, he says, man, this is my favorite podcast for the Miami Hurricanes info. Dono, keep it up. Keep up the great work and the videos. As always, it's great to be a Miami Hurricane. Thank you so much for the five-star review. We get one from my guy, Tallahassee Kane. I always see this dude in the YouTube chat. Thank you so much, Tallahassee Kane. He says, the best in the business. SP1 checks in. That's what he goes by, SP1. Tallahassee Kane, go Dono. Thank you so much, guys, for the five-star reviews. And again, folks, Big one coming up tomorrow for the everydayers. We're going to talk with the truth teller, Bruce Warner. And always keep your eyes on the channel because if news breaks, if we get a commitment in the class of 2024, or if something shakes up in the transfer portal, we like to do emergency episodes whenever we can. So we'll talk to you again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.